Unfortunately, this is going to be our last episode of the year. But don't worry, we'll be back in 2020. We may even drop a few bonus shows along the way, but that's not going to stop us from giving you a great show this week. We catch you up on everything going on in the world of professional wrestling through our eyes. It's clobbering time on the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. We are. <laughs> See, this is what this is what fucks me up. <laughs> You're welcome. God. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. We are the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast, brought to you by Media Junkies. You can catch all of our previous episodes in our archives. You. Can- you catch Michael and I on our flagship podcast called Fanboy Fight Club. Just search and subscribe. If you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, please be gracious enough to leave us a five-star review and comment on how you like the show. If you don't know by now, my name is Jason. I am the self-proclaimed voice of Media Junkie. I am joined tonight by my two co-hosts. I got Kevin, who is our historian, and I also have our resident snark, Michael. How you guys doing tonight? Pretty good, man. Living the dream. Yeah. All right. <laughs> not, not, the, not the usual five second silence. Yeah. <laughs> it was just two and a half seconds this time. So bringing bring more energy tonight. I love it. All right. <laughs> so, as you might have heard me say in the intro, this is going to be our last show of 2019. So, I absolutely love doing the show each and every week, but it, it pains me to say this, but my life is just kind of too crazy right now. And, uh, you know, Kevin and I both have families and the holidays are coming up and, you know, things are just kind of getting a little out of control for me personally. And I'm not going to bore everyone with my personal details of my life. So uh, for now, we're just going to take a little bit of a break, but we will be back in time for the Royal Rumble. So the Rumble is my favorite pay-per-view. So there's no way that we're going to miss talking about that. So tonight we're going to kind of stick with the, the format. We're going to get into a few hot topics that I've, I've chosen from the news news and I don't know, rumor mills of the world of wrestling. And then we're going to talk R- about R- some of the rumor sh- and India innuendo. Yes. The rumors and innuendo innuendo. I can't even talk tonight. And then we're <laughs> going to talk about the, what shows have been hot and cold. And then hopefully Kevin has a history lesson with us. But I also thought that uh, another thing that we could do is, is talk about some of our favorite uh, memories from past shows to this point. So this is going to be our last episode for, for about a month or so, but uh yeah, nothing prepared for a history lesson. So perfect. All right, good. I'm glad, <laughs> glad I came up with that little idea here. All right. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's let's get in. Let's get the show started. So um, starting back, you know, I, I know we'll probably talk about Raw the the last couple episodes of Raw in, in a minute, but I know Mike, you probably are a bit you're probably excited about this. Uh, Seth Rollins kind of like turned into becoming a heel. Now, it's kind of refreshing, in my opinion, because they're kind of going with what the audience is feeling, unlike what they've done with other stars like Roman in the past. So where where are you guys at with this? Are you happy this is kind of the way things are going, or do you think it's just kind of done by default, or you know, is this kind of just Seth's natural role where he really belongs? Seth yeah. is not a babyface. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll say it. He's not. Yeah, like, I, I he, agree. Anytime he's ever been 
as a solo act, not as part of the shield, legitimately entertaining and like charismatic is when he's a dick and a douchebag. And like he you could just tell he feels right at home just being the, the heel Rollins that we all know and love. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially if they uh, do pair him with the AOP, which I kind of I like this like new characters of these guys. Um, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. <clears throat> and and honestly too, like you know, it's it's kind of a, like a minor thing, but you notice too they changed a little bit about what the way the AOP dresses, so they they feel like kind of less shield like. That makes sense. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah, see it. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a good fit for him. And I thought his promo on Raw last week was was great. I haven't got a chance to see his apology because as we're doing this, Raw is actually on right now. I think Kevin's watching it. But um, yeah, it, like his promo where he, he's talking about Charlotte Flair is like, I, I thought, and you call yourself a Flair and making fun of Ray and, and all those guys. Like, I, th- I thought that was great how he was just calling everybody out and just being a complete dick. I mean, that that is where he is at his, at his greatest. Um, basically, without, without spoiling anything, he kind of came out and, you know, did his little spiel or whatever. And then Kevin, let's just say Kevin Owens came out. Kevin Owens isn't believing him. AOP came out. Tag match for them to. Uh, so it's supposed to be Seth in KO versus AOP? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, chaos about to get fucked. Yep. Yeah. And, and he even said it too. He's like, "All right, well, this is going to happen one of three ways, and this is basically what's going to happen. It's going to be all three of you guys beating me up." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like Kevin Owens' Twitter response right there. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's great. That's great. I, I just, I right. just want to call it right now that if Seth Rollins and AOP do get together and as much as he loves to have his themed attires for pay-per-views, if they do not do one where he is Shredder and they are Rocksteady and Bebop, I am <laughs> done with this podcast. I'm done with WWE. It's it's missed opportunity, and I'll be very upset. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. That, that should be his WrestleMania attire for sure. Now, 100%. Now, now think of, now think of this. Not, not that this is going to happen at all, but what do you think like, if like Kevin Owens turned heel tonight? And align with AOP. You know, I, I don't, don't see him doing that. And, and no, honestly, I don't either. I just throwing it out there. I don't think so either. But honestly, and a Kevin Owens heel turn anymore to me is isn't going to shock me because he's done it so many times. Right? It's like who's he going to power bomb in the apron this week? Like, yeah. and, and, and kudos to him too because as a heel, just when you start thinking he's like that kind of Kevin Owens, like. Cool Heal, where you kind of want to just like him, even though he's 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 still an asshole. He finds a way to to make you hate him even more at, in those moments. So, like I, I I give him credit for being able to get heat on himself really whenever he wants it. But I think they're kind of going more with the stun Owen stun and and kind of making him a, a more of a solo act and a, at least somewhat of a baby face. But yeah, I, I think this is more Seth's pairing, and th- that's what needs to happen. I mean, Seth just—he just doesn't work right now, and they need to do something different with him. It'll yeah, be I nice didn't... to have uh, Seth with bodyguards that actually can do something for a change. Yeah, <laughs> so Jamie Noble. <laughs> <Yeah. Hubble. laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! What, what was their name? Those two? Oh, uh, they were. Uh... Fuck! What was it? The something. Uh... Um. Yeah, I'm trying to remember too. 
Um, was Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury, uh, J and J Security? Yeah, J and J Security. That's what it was. That's right. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. Uh, well, I think it'd be better yeah, if they bring uh, them back and they're the bodyguards to all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like when Drake Maverick was like the dressing up like AOP and being their manager. Yeah. And then pissing himself in the ring and all that fun stuff. Oh, poor, poor, poor Drake Maverick. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He got shit on on SmackDown, too. At least he gets a a paycheck. That's true. He gets a lot of TV time, too. I mean, don't... He I, does. He gets a lot. Like, we, the we fact say that he's poor... willing to be abused and, yeah. and made fun of so much, like, he gets a shit ton of TV time because of that. Oh, he's, yeah. enjoy- he's a good talker, we say too. Poor... I mean, yeah, yes. I, think, I, think, I think that helps him out more than anything. He's a really good talker. We say poor Drake Maverick, but he says poor us. Right? He's like, oh, that's cute. You guys have a podcast that nobody listens to and you have no money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm I'm making you know six figures while getting while being a character on WWE TV every week. All right, I have to piss He's my pants in the ring, but I get a paycheck that's bigger than your year salary. And his, yeah. and his wife isn't isn't uh, any isn't a joke to look at either. So no, she's not. not well, now now he's going after your your girl. You're gonna have to I know, fight him. I saw that. Well, he's gonna have to fight Batista for her. Well, you're going to have to fight them both. I'm calling it a triple threat match. <laughs> Winner gets free tickets to the next live show. <laughs> so, Jason, you should, be able to fi- you should be able to find out now that Dana, Dana Brooke is with Batista. You should be able to find out how big is Batista's dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where this was going, and that was not the direction I expected. <laughs> I, I, don't even, I don't even want to know the answer. Oh, but here's the best part is he doesn't ever like directly in contact with her, so he has to ask his mom to ask her mom how big Batista's dick is. Oh, no, I, 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 contact, I contact her mom directly. <laughs> I mean, well, either way, you're still asking her mom, so that right, still, right. that still makes weird. it better. You guys, do, you guys do, you know why I said that, right? Okay. Yeah, I know why you said it. I don't know if Mike does. Oh, okay. uh, did I miss something? It's like a running joke on some of Conrad's podcasts. Like, it's like, like something, something that like these, gets asked in almost every segment, or ask somebody segment. There's this one random fan, and he started doing it on like um, Sean Oliver, who hosts like uh, a bunch of shoot, tons of shoot interviews with wrestlers on YouTube, and he'll do like these you shoot interviews, and he'll have uh, fans actually do a video question, and this one fan will he'll ask like a random question. He'll say whatever, whatever. But my question is, how big is Batista's dick? <laughs> <laughs> so Conrad will do like these ask, you know, Bruce anything, ask Tony anything or whatever. And then he'll throw that in now and then he'll say, but what he wants to really know is how big is Batista's dick. <laughs> and like when Bruce just stand, sits there in silence, it doesn't say anything. he will. He will not respond. Like they, they, like I've actually thought that my that my that my phone froze a couple of times because like they'll literally sit there for two or three minutes in silence after he asks the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, don't mean to go off on that. 
Yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah, that's an interesting <clears throat> tangent that we went off on. All right. So moving on to from Batista's dick to uh, SmackDown Live. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know we got a title for the show. <laughs> <laughs> moving on from Batista's dick. All right. <clears throat> so I like it. <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, my throat is all like scratched up today. Oh, I bet he does know how big Batista's dick is. <laughs> <Jesus Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right, so one thing thing I kind of felt on SmackDown, are we getting too much Bray Wyatt at this point? Because like I I felt like before when they introduced the Firefly Funhouse, I I really enjoyed just getting the one segment each show, but I feel like there was, what, three or four Firefly Funhouse segments on SmackDown this week. And, and is that just too much? And then you got the fiend coming out and dragging Brian to hell and ripping all of his hair out, which I thought was weird. And <laughs> they really didn't debut a new character unless the character is going to be made out of Brian's hair, which I guess is a possibility. Oh my god, what makes a sock puppet out of Dan oh Brian's god. hair? Oh god. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if weird um, that or like Mike and I are talking off air about his new title belt. Yeah, that was weird right? too. Like Mike said, he literally like went and bought one of his like play masks and just cut stretched it up it and, out. and just stretched it out and like we just put it on leather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and wrote hurt heel on and it. The, and then, uh, then they were like, "Oh yeah," and it's six thousand dollars. Oh, it's six five hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that that's got to be a work. That, has anybody actually gone on WWE? comic yeah no it is it seriously is yeah it's 100 percent on there and it's 6500 dollars that's ridiculous Um, but so my problem isn't so much like yeah i I agree there's a little too much like i feel like they're you can tell that they're definitely pushing it because that he's fucking making them hand over fist and money with the the merch sales and stuff but my biggest problem with bray wyatt on smackdown this week is the fact that i i literally watched the uh top 10 segment on youtube to catch up and I, for a minute and a half, I watched Dan O'Brien get skull fucked by the fiend <laughs> <laughs> under the ring. Like the entire, like I get the idea was he's ripping his hair out, but it definitely looks like he's like grabbing his head and just thrusting in and out like over and over again. And I'm just like, what the fuck are we watching right now? Like, why, why is this, why is this the, the, the choice they've made with, with the fiend and Dean O'Brien? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't take that away from that segment. But you know, you probably need to rewatch it because yeah, if you when he pulls him down and he like shoves his head down there, he starts like moving back and forth. It tramples. <laughs> he's just fucking his face as he rips his hair out. Yeah, you're into some kinky shit, Mike. Hey, man, let me in. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wow, oh, you can tell when you're doing. Yeah, this show's gone off the rails already. <laughs> Batista's dick and skull fucking. Yeah. Oh my god, Batista's dick and skull. Oh my god. And uh, Kevin, so what about you? <laughs> How do you feel about the, well, the Bray Wyatt being on too much? Well, I don't know if I can top skull fucking, but... You're right. Um, <laughs> I don't... I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is why we lose listeners when I'm not on the show. Uh, <laughs> it's my, my colorful banter is what keeps people around. Oh my God. I, I, I don't know. When it was just me and you without Kevin, though, that was like one of our least listened to shows. So uh, maybe he's the yeah. one who holds the glue together. Not a- yeah. <laughs> I, 
kind of in the mediator between you two. So yeah. I mean, they probably realize once he's not on there, it's gonna be an hour and a half long show because usually it just turns into me <laughs> ranting for forty minutes and then you yeah. talking for another fifteen. And that's funny. And that's funny when it's you two, the show goes on forever. When it's like Jason and I, it's like thirty-five minutes. Bang bang! Thank you, ma'am. We're out. Which is which is <laughs> weird. Which is weird because Jason and I have known each other longer, so you figured like he and I would just like keep going and going. So. Uh, yeah, but but see, here's the problem: is I'll say something ridiculous that makes us all laugh for five minutes, and it just kind of builds up from there. Yeah, kind of like how yeah. things started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. God. Anyway, so yeah, I I don't know. I, I I was pretty good. Like the new the remix, the Muscle Man. Oh, I by the way, I don't, I don't I don't think there's that much Bray Wyatt yet. <clears throat> you know, you don't think there's too much. Yeah. It was, I mean, I was going to answer my question, right? Oh, yeah, my fault. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, talk we we talked too much. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. All right, no, so you don't, got... you, don't, you don't think Bray's being oversaturated? Not yet. Not yet? Saturated. Okay. That's such a dirty word. That... <laughs> he saturated Daniel Bryan's face on SmackDown. <laughs> 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 oh, All right, we're moving on to the next topic. You know, I, I, I picked the we picked the hell of a show for me to record inside where everybody <laughs> in my house is hearing me talk about dick. Go fucking. His family's gonna be like, man, what kind of secret life has he been having out in his car all this time? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the last the last topic I wanted to talk we start talking about some of these shows is uh, what do you guys what do you guys feel about AEW buying up all the WCW trademarks? I, Kevin, I'm I'm curious because I think Mike and I might have touched on this a little bit last week, but I'm curious what you think about this because you know they bought Bash of the Beach, and I heard that they also bought, uh, man, there's like two or three other ones that they picked up uh, that they're they're going to start using for AEW shows, and I, I honestly think that's kind of a bad move for me, but I'm curious what you think. Uh, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to say. I mean, I know WWE's fighting the bash at the beach because they own the rights to the bash but they don't use it and when when they intellectually got the property of the bash it was from the great american bash not bash at the beach because bash at the beach originally was called beach blast in 92 and 93 and then it became bash at the beach in 94 yeah Um, so I don't know how that's all going to work out. I mean, part of me is like... Well, I, f- I feel like they do have at least some claim to Bash at the Beach because it's always in their in their games. Like, you can create a Bash at the Beach show in the WWE games. Like, the logo and like the everything is, is a part of that. Yeah, I mean, and the, the thing is, like, when it comes to, like... Um, I was I was just I was just reading about this actually the other day about this whole thing and something about when it comes to intellectual properties that if you don't like if somebody like like files for some like say you know somebody files for not that we trademark gimmick minute wrestling podcast but if somebody tries to do gimmick minute wrestling podcast plus one or something like that yeah and like they we own the rights to we trademarked ours that if we don't act on it. Um, then like there's nothing we can do about it, type thing. So I think this yeah. is kind of a similar situation. Now, as far as like, like what you're what you're saying is that they should come up with their own show names. 
Right. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Because like I, I just feel like it's it's like why are we <clears throat> drudging up a past company that failed and like trying to use their shit instead of just creating our well, own shit? Well WWE uses Starcade. Yeah, but yeah. they use it for a house show though. They it's not like it's their I, and I know they use they use the Great American Bash a couple of times. They use war games. They've used some of that stuff, but they but they they use war games, but they made it their own. Yeah, but war, still... games, war games is a type of match, though. Bash at the Beach was an event. Well, I mean, it, war games was always a type of match, though, too, because it was always a fall brawl. And actually, it wasn't always a fall brawl. You know, what I mean, like there it used to be the Great American Bashes. When it first started, right. That's what I'm saying. Oh. War games is a is a match style. It's not a. But I mean, it's a name of an event now, but it wasn't in WCW. Yeah, that that that's one that was that. Yeah, I guess type of match. That's not a good comparison, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, don't know. I as, as far as I'm concerned, one, I'm shocked that I I would assume WWE would have already owned the rights to it since you know. They bought WCW and all the rights that went with that. That's what I thought. Um, too. Yeah, but those those but, trademarks have a have a uh, time span on them, though. So it, yeah, it's but one not of those... not not twenty years. Like trademarks last a long time. But you know, I mean, but, but if they picked up the license that WCW originally had, yeah, it could be to that point where it's 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 up. So, I mean, it also it, depends on what kind of trademark it is. Because like a lot of trademarks right, and exactly. stuff, like they'll last like seventy plus years. Yeah, it's not something it just, that's like oh, like it's it's definitely would last longer than WCW was even in business, let alone to now. Yeah. Um, but regardless of that, like I don't know if they if they want to use them as like pay per views, sure, fuck it, why not? I mean, hell, when we make up our shit in the universe, we that's what we do too. So. Not necessarily against it. Yeah, that's true. I'll be, I, I just, I'll be more I just on think... board if they do something with Halloween Havoc because that'd be cool. But when I saw the preview for it, isn't Bash of the Beach just going to be like what they're calling one of their normal Wednesday night? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to be on his cruise or something like that. I think. Yeah, it's. I think it's before the cruise takes off. Yeah. So it's a, it's a show that they're doing before the the cruise takes off, which I, I, which I, I said that could be I, cool. I get it. Then they could legitimately be at a beach instead of just being in a, a pool. Yeah, I get it. I just, I just think that they should just come up with something fresh. I just, I don't know. I just think re regurgitating old stuff just sometimes for a new company like that. I, I just feel like let's stand on our own and come up with some new. I mean, this new company also is using one of the greatest wrestlers of all time as their crutch to to basically be relevant. So yeah, I don't know what you're expecting. I don't think it has anything. to because yeah. honestly, like you gotta figure most most even people who are watching now and stuff like aren't gonna be like, oh my god, they got an event named Bash of the Beach. Holy shit! Like you know, what I mean, like right, yeah. like it's one hundred percent. Like it's not like unoriginality. It's more so just playing to their crowd because their crowd is gonna be the people who missed how things used to be. So what better way than to give them that by naming events after old stuff? All right, all right. Well, yeah, I I don't, think I, don't think I see your points. I don't think it's anything to, I I don't know. I don't think it's anything to like. I mean, it could be something. Care about that WWE? But, <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, right. was, is somebody starting yeah. a lawnmower? What? It sounds like it. It sounds like somebody starting a lawnmower. 
I don't hear what you're talking about. Oh, no. you're talking about, was it this? Yeah. Yeah. You can hear that? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear oh, that. that. That's just, you know, like the spirals on a notebook. That's me just like scraping my pen across the top of the spirals of the notebook. Oh. Oh, okay. My bad. I didn't realize the microphone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whoops. All right. <laughs> oh man. We have Kevin's <laughs> ruffling jacket. Uh, we don't have Kevin's ruffling jacket this week. We have my my pen doodles. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. That's what All makes right. us. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes us authentic. All right. So let's move on. Then we'll start talking about some of the shows. We are we already touched on Raw a little bit. So I honestly I thought last week's Raw and I haven't watched this week but I thought last week's Raw was pretty good. Uh, Raw actually kind of warmed up a little bit for me. It um, I thought all the matches that they had on were really good. I really enjoyed the opening segment with Seth and what they did throughout. I thought Ray and AJ had a great match. I thought Kevin Owens had a great match with with Seth at the end of the night. And uh, there's some pretty decent stuff sprinkled in between. So I got to say uh, Raw kind of picked up a little bit in my book. I 100% agree. Yeah, Raw was definitely really refreshing and like surprisingly good. Like out of the three shows, it definitely came in second for me, which hasn't happened in a long time for Raw. Yeah. Um, it had like like you said some really good matches. Uh, I loved the you know everything with Seth and the heel turn. And, uh, I think it, for the first time ever, uh, Kevin Owens had a stunner that didn't look like shit. So I mean, <laughs> it just was surprises all around. Yeah. I think we're we're glossing over the fact that the show was good because when Randy Orton walked away, he gave the jack off yeah. <laughs> signal. Totally Speaking did. of Randy Orton, he was gold. That that whole like chop oh, fest he, between him he, and Andrew McIntyre. Oh man, that was yeah. He he is just so. I think that's one thing I want to bring up. Like he is just so like good. Like yeah. he he just. He does more, like by just a look in the ring, than most people do, like on a six-minute like promo. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like he just, yeah. But when he walked away, he did that. I was like, oh my god, that's fucking yeah. awesome. And then he, the, yeah, the chop he gives, he gives zero fucks anymore. Like he just, oh, he yeah. is. He's himself when he's out there, and he just doesn't care, and he's having fun. Like you can just, you can tell, like he's just, he's at a point in his career where he's just having a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, and he and he knows he can, he can kind of get away with a lot of it because they need him more than he needs them. Like right. he could easily walk away and go hang out with Jericho. <laughs> and that's the thing is, like he's still. I mean, not that he's older or anything like that, but he's been in the business for a while. I mean, what twenty? Some years now, like 20 yeah. years, yeah, yeah, about 20 years. Like, he and that's the thing, you know, like, if he ever wanted to, could still go, go out there and put on a probably a 30 minute match, just as good, just as good and smooth as anybody. Yeah, so. but that's the beauty of it, is he doesn't need to, like, he's no, so no, entertaining he that he yeah. can he can have a five minute match and, and pretty much yeah. tell a better story than most of the guys will on an Iron Man match. And yeah. I like the fact that he's kind of embraced a, a new role too. Like I, I heard him talking to uh, Corey Graves, and he was talking about how he he he's to this point now where the one thing like he the one thing he he says is that he does all the little things. Like there, there's like certain things that you can't teach that he just does that are just like just just little tiny things like the jack off thing or a look that he shoots or just something like that that are just like these little intangible things 
that just stand out that make it that set him apart and make him different and he's kind of embraced this role where he's he's trying to teach this younger generation of guys coming through how to kind of do some of those little things how to put them in those places and he said like you know guys like ricochet are are somebody that i can work with that i can teach you know these these kind of little things too that will help change them and evolve them and turn them into to better superstars and stuff like that. So I love that he's embraced that and that he's actually working with some of these guys to kind of help them bring them to that, to that and give them that ability to be able to do that, to make, you know, it would make for more entertaining characters. And I, I think that's great that he's reached a point in his career because when you, when you think of Randy Orton, when he first was burst on the scene, you wouldn't think him of him as anybody that would mentor somebody. Oh, you know what I mean? Like the just... first like ten years of his career, he was constantly getting like fucking fined and suspended, and like there was shit online about like how he would like he'd open bottles of lotion in girls' purses, and like he'd start shit no, he, in the he, back. He, he, like, yeah, he's shitting. Uh, what's the name? Amy. Uh, Amy Weber. He shit in Amy yeah. Weber's bag. Yeah. <laughs> like he, um, he was a fucking. Yeah, he like, used to be. A, he was a smoker, Giant like dicks and... like there's like videos of him like bumming smokes off of fans and shit. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, he just did not give a fuck. Yeah, so I, I like that he's he's kind of matured. And it's going to do nothing but good things for whatever roster he's a part of. So I mean, that's that's awesome. Anybody else have anything they want to talk about with Raw? Uh, I will. I will speak on this Raw right now. If if um. Right now, the Kabuki Warriors are in a the handicap match against Sharp. Yeah, <laughs> the Kaki Warriors. <laughs> Only on T Public. If you uh, type in "Gimmick Minute" and search uh, the Kaki Warriors, order a T-shirt. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, pretty, I don't have the commentary on right now, so that's kind of hard to tell. But been a hell of a match. So really, all right, cool. Sometimes that's sometimes those matches are almost better to watch without the commentary. I, I could I kind of tell by the crowd that they seem to be pretty into it. Um, but I mean, it's been good. I mean, it's been going on for maybe at least fifteen minutes or so. Yeah. All right. So NXT last week I thought was was a good show from my watch. I admit I did not see the whole thing. I did see the the moment where Adam Cole took flight, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> If there's ever a better metaphor for life hitting you like ridiculously hard, it is the gif of Adam Cole getting knocked into the crowd by Keith Lee. Like, <laughs> oh my right? God, yes. oh it, my God, it's yeah. it's an absolutely perfect way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, that, uh, yeah, I, I, you can't describe it any other way than that. But, and I did see at the end, I, I, some, Finn Balor had uh, Chomp on the ground, and Adam came up behind him, and then Finn hit him with that awesome Pele kick that he does kind of out of nowhere now. So I, I, I saw that part, but I didn't see like what led up to that. I just happened to see it online. But uh, but yeah, it seemed like NXT was a decent show, but I'd like I'd love to hear from somebody who watched more of it than I did. Uh, NXT uh, was fucking awesome. Um, for starters, I just want to I want to say kudos to the cameraman on the Adam Cole like going into the audience yeah. thinks the fact that he didn't budge so you see him shoot out of frame yeah. just made it ten times better because it's just like and Adam's gone baby <laughs> yeah um but yeah the the match between uh, Balor and 
in Tommaso was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I really, the way that they finished that and then had him cool, like hop in the ring with him and like congratulate him, be like, yeah, good boy for, you know, coming and kicking his ass for us. And then he like turns on him and kicks him in the face. Um, Didn't he flash I hope the, that... uh, the Undisputed Era? I think he flashed in the Undisputed Era sign and then Bauer mm-hmm. did the guns or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah Bauer did the guns, stuck his tongue out, and the next thing you know, Pele kick and takes yeah. out uh, yeah. Adam Cole. And I really hope that sets up for like some triple threat matches between those three for the, the title. I feel like that yeah. would be absolutely incredible. Um, and there were a lot of other really good matches on there. Granted, most of them were for people I don't know. Um, the tag team title <laughs> match with the Undisputed Era and uh, the, the the train that killed Adam Cole. Um, his tag team partner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dominic died. That, 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 that match was, that match was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that uh, the Undisputed Era is still on top of that. What, so let, um, let, was that a work with uh, with Bobby Fish getting hurt, or was that just a... No, he, uh, he's... he's um it, Yeah, it's kind of a semi-work. He's just like... They just want to give him some more time off or whatever. I guess he's still nursing some minor stuff. Okay. So they're just, just kind of giving him an extra like week or so. Same same yeah. thing with uh, Candice LeRae. Okay. Yeah, because they did that pretty well with 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 him with uh you know with uh, Roderick Strong not being dressed to wrestle. He wrestled in his jeans and stuff like that. <laughs> I thought that was kind kind of cool. They I, they might have stolen that a little bit from AEW from a few weeks back, but you know. That's neither here nor there. Is it stealing when you do it better? <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Hey, how, how about how about a real quick hot take? What do you guys think of the supposed claim that WWE uh, made fun of AEW with the throwing in the towel finish, and when they teased Dominic throwing in the towel, but then they did the low blows on Brock. Oh, oh about I didn't think about that. Yeah, so, oh. so that's supposedly, fucking funny. That was a to make. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's a supposed shot at the finish of the Cody. I think it's true in the sense that someone in the writers' room and with creative was like, "This would be a great jab," but not in the sense of Vince being like, "Yeah, let's do it." I think Vince was just like, "Oh yeah, that sounds like a good finish." Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what does he say? That's good shit. That's good <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it was so, so much a jab at them though, because I mean that that finish wasn't. I don't think people really necessarily shat on that finish all that much, though. Really? Oh, well, they did, but I think it was just more so like WWE, just in general, being like, "Hey, look, yeah. he's throwing the towel," because you know that's how you should end your world title matches. Even yeah. though a few months ago they ended on a fucking no decision, even right. though it was technically a disqualification. Oh boy! All right, but what do I know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's not talk about Hell in the Cell. It's over. It happened. The Fiend is the <laughs> champion. We don't need to. We don't need to go go down that rabbit hole again. For damn sure. I mean, right, so I'll talk about how Mike awful Baron Corbin is. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dude, Baron <laughs> Corbin is a great heel. I, I don't care what oh, you. He's, he's garbage. <laughs> right, because he's a heel. He's supposed to be garbage. Anyway, well, where are you? He's garbage. Just bad at it. <laughs> he's a heel. He's a heel. <laughs> All right, you were about to say something, Kevin. I interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Um, I'm used to it. Um, I know. I'm sure. <laughs> I was gonna see if Mike had a nickname 
for the Fiend's new custom title. So, <laughs> oh man, I thoroughly I mean, enjoy, enjoy those. <laughs> oh, this is so. You you think about I mean, it for six weeks and then you come up with something. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll come up with something. I just, it's just so bad that I don't know what what on earth I could call it. What you what you call the new Intercontinental title? Uh, the the fucking cruiserweight title that got a black strap and some extra metal or something. I don't fucking remember. Uh, all right. uh, well. It was this really ugly. <laughs> it wasn't as classic about, as the about, how, how about, championship. How about the, the something like this? Skull fucking championship or that's what I was I was thinking of like the skull the, skull, the universal skull fucker and, and uh, this 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 goes back to the point that I made why why okay it's cool if you're gonna have the blue universal championship but they could have just kept the red one for the fiend they didn't need to come up with an ugly ass version of his mask that he can wear on his waist they just needed to. Have him keep the red title why, for the Fiend why not, and the blue why title the, for Bray. Why not the one? Oh my god, I've got it. I've got it. It's the creepy banana hammock. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh my god, it's funny. <laughs> I was going to say, why not? Like, Remember the one I sent you guys that I thought it was going to be? Like, Why not something oh, like that? Oh, it was the red title, right. but with like, the etching of Let Me In. Yeah, everywhere, and then like instead of saying <clears throat> Universal Champion, it said The Fiend. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't yeah. know. I, I, that that would have been a good idea, but inst- yeah. they can't charge $6,000 for a custom-made red title with things etched into it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of like the blue belt better than the red one. Honestly. 100%. It looks so much better with the blue. The blue is so much less offensive on the eyes than the, the red was. But, yeah. God, that... that Oh, that creepy banana hammock is just... It's fucked up. Oh, it's really bad. Yeah. It's just... All right. Don't... All right. Let's move on. We'll talk about Dynamite a little bit. Again, I didn't get, even get a chance to watch Dynamite, so crazy my week's been. I did watch a few things. I saw MGAF have a little thing with DDP in the ring, which, man, again, dude, I love DDP, but, man, like they need to start growing their young stars and stop worrying about getting people like him TV time. I mean, DDP doesn't even wrestle. This isn't going to pay off to anything. Like, why? Why do they have him out there? <sighs> I th- uh, I th- because I just... he's stretching out all their dudes with his yoga, and he needs more money, so he has to be on TV. Duh, Jason. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I think they're doing a lot of this just because, you know, I think it. Not say it will help, but I think it's just a temporary <laughs> thing with a lot of these guys. Because, I mean, don't you think that would draw attention more to DDP than somebody you didn't know? You know what I mean? Yet, that make- yeah, I guess, I, I guess. But, but here's my problem with it. So, like, yeah, you can announce, oh, DDP's gonna be on AEW. When was the last time DDP was fucking relevant? Right. Like, aside from being an ad on Talk Is Jericho and 83 Weeks and other right. wrestling podcasts. When was the last time DDP had anything legitimately done in like wrestling to where we'd care? Like, it's cool. Yeah, he's he was you know a fan favorite back in the day, but he, oh, he th- doesn't I have a, he, any purpose either. Yeah, I honestly I think he's like one of the most overrated wrestlers like ever. You know what I mean? Like, 
I don't know. Like he's done some good things for people with his yoga and all this and that. He's helped out other wrestlers like Scott Hall and Jake Roberts, which is all great and everything. But like the wrestling standpoint, like I don't know. He just he had he had a good year in WCW. Yeah, hundred percent. That's it. Like it, he it's he's a great dude for everything he's done for these like old guys who have either made some terrible life choices or their just bodies are in, in shit shape from, you know, years of being in the ring and taking abuse. But he just, he, he's not a draw. Like, in my opinion, like he's not going to get eyes on your product because most of the people who are gonna be like, Oh my God, DP's on AEW are already watching AEW because they're too busy reminiscing in the old days of WCW versus Monday night raw with the attitude era. Like, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah, we all miss how things used to be, but guess what? WWE is actually attempting to transition into that more adult role without backpedaling into the past at the same time. I mean, we yeah. we just talked about Randy Orton going and jerking off his hand <laughs> on his way up the ramp. So, like, that ain't PG. So no. it's, they can't use the excuse of, oh, Raw and SmackDown are too PG. Really? Because it sure as hell isn't seem that way. I mean, hell, we've had a six-month rivalry about Rusev being a sex addict. I mean... <laughs> Plus, I'm pretty more... sure... I, I only read about it. I didn't get to see it yet, but like, uh, I'm pretty sure Kevin Owens said bullshit on the air tonight, so... <laughs> like, me. bleep it out, so, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I, I, and I guess going back to Raw from last week, that actually was better. Rusev coming out and beating the shit out of Bobby and kicking the scaffolding over on him. I like that. That was good that yeah. and get the storyline done but uh, yeah that was that was fun i, I, I liked it better when you while. when you had finally realized that this the storyline was garbage <laughs> and you said there was no payoff yeah. <laughs> well maybe she needs to file another 25 mile or 90 mile restraining order on him 90 so he mile oh he my can God. Stay 90 miles away she is such a dingbat <laughs> and then she then she said set women back another thirty years by talking about how she loves when Bobby corrects her. All right, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this is so, why they don't let her be a part of the, the, the women's division anymore. <laughs> yeah. So uh, before we started the podcast, you were talking about dynamite, Kevin. What about the? You said something about Jericho with uh, his celebration. Um, if anybody's going to go back and watch any of dynamite, I actually thought. This was probably the weakest of the shows. I didn't watch a lot, read a lot about it, but the only really like decent, decent parts of it was the opening segment with uh, it was the Chris Jericho celebration. It's just, it's just anything and everything over the top, Chris Jericho. I mean, it is most stuff was like new stuff. It wasn't a lot of repeat stuff. So um, for anybody like even you guys or whoever. I, I, that's what I one thing I recommend to watch from AEW. All right, it was Definitely pretty funny. It, I, I it, heard his match with Scorpio Sky was good too. It was, it was okay. It just, I don't know. It, the problem is like they, it seemed to me like they didn't do, from what I remember, they, like they didn't do a good enough job like embellishing the fact that like Scorpio Sky is like a fifteen year veteran. And like this oh, is his first, you. his first ever like world title match, you know. So right. they could have done a better job with that. They have been doing a little bit better with like promos and whatnot. I'm not saying the promos are all that great, but it's starting to slowly get more and more people promo time. 
Yeah, the the only thing that the their women's division is kind of weak because they no none of them talk, right? Other than Britt Baker, which yes. that's I mean she needs to talk because she's not. I'm sorry, she's not great in the ring. Like I, yeah. I just I mean she Adam Cole needs to maybe rub off on her a little bit more, but yeah, oh. <laughs> in more in more ways than one. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, she's just not the best. Uh, I mean, I, good for her for you know being a dentist and all that stuff too. But she's, uh, yeah, she's just she needs some work. But yeah, she's the only one that's really had any mic time. And and of course, Brandy, and she talks for Awesome Kong, and they're snatching hair. So yeah, well, that's weird. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, other than that, like Dynamite to me just I might try to watch a little bit of it. Like I want to watch the celebration, like he talked about. Maybe catch a, a couple of things but it's just uh it's it's getting a little stale like i i feel like the uh the new car smell is starting to to wear off a little bit with with AEW and dynamite the, the only thing that was kind of cool also at the end is that they teased possible john moxley jericho uh there there's going to be the guy that will feud so away from jericho but it wasn't really like he didn't come it just was kind of like he just kind of came out and just kind of it's like you don't know if they're going to go that route or not. So yeah, <clears throat> so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, he's the guy I can actually see in the title. My favorite, like, I, I I think I sent it to. I don't know if I sent it to both of you, but the the um the the picture of Chris Jericho at an elementary school surrounded by a bunch of kids holding the AEW title, and somebody uh, put on it uh, Chris Jericho in the AEW roster. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Have you seen a lot of those ones out there with him and Sammy like hugging and people posing them in different like venues? Venue. All right, I'll I'll find one. I'll send to you guys right now. Oh God! All right, all right. So moving on from Dynamite, it's like it's like it's like from the celebration or whatever. And like they, I think they like pose for a picture or whatever. So people have like turned it into something big. So That's, (laughs) um, that's that's gonna be great. All right, so moving on from Dynamite, we'll jump into SmackDown. I know, Mike, you said you had a few things you wanted to say about SmackDown. What, uh, well, I mean, we already uh, discussed the the, the, the skull-fucking yeah, okay. of uh, Dana Ryan. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, who who asked for Sheamus to come back? Like, where was this uproar of, like, man, you know what would make SmackDown better? Sheamus. Like... Without a mohawk, too. Like, why? Like, this is the most random unneeded, unasked-for thing I think we've gotten on SmackDown in quite some time. I like and Sheamus, so Nothing against you. Sheamus. Like, he's he's good in the ring, and he's, you know, I liked him when he was with Cesaro. So he's Cesaro. I'm still very confused by his, like, weird obsession with Capri pants. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I just, I feel like Sheamus had taken a, a, you know, backstage role, and there was really no, there was no, like, need or, like, uproar of like man we want Seamus back like it just confuses me on why this was like a big reveal of like oh Smackdown's gotten soft so I've come back like have they though have they have you been watching the product because yeah no. <laughs> Smackdown's been, been the strongest of the of the two like main brands for quite some time <laughs> yeah. he, even, he even called out the fiend in his promo like he he mentioned the fiend in his promo, so he's he's coming after him. I I think more than I think more than they need believable people to build up to go against the fiend. 
Fiend, and Sheamus is a former WWE champion. He's believable, so he could potentially have a have a rivalry with Bray Wyatt. You know, you got Daniel Bryan, but really outside of Daniel Bryan, who do you have? Like the Miz? Eh, I mean, the Miz isn't the type of guy that I, I I would really see like being a believable person to go up against him. Um, and they don't really have. You guys get my text. <laughs> Okay, you see what you see what I say? You see? Um, yeah, hugging. that's okay. great. Okay, so I got another one to send. Did you guys see the photo of somebody God. with the Fiend? You know Shawn Michaels when he posed naked in Playgirl? Yes, with, I have with, seen that. That was Okay, funny. all right, I'm sending another one. The Fiend was, with his title belt draped across his... Yeah. Okay, oh, man, it really is the big hammock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see? It gives it the whole new... Oh, I didn't even... the, the Jericho Sammy. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Anyway, as I was saying, when you think about it on SmackDown, they don't have a ton of people that are really that can go after the WWE championship. I mean, maybe, you know, you could argue Kofi Kingston and and really Kofi's Kofi's done for. Kofi's been like demoted beyond like mid card. He's back to tag team titles and losing them. And yeah, but I think I think they could even build Big E towards that as well. But when you think about it, though. Honestly, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. All signs are going to point to uh, him and Roman in the main event. Oh yeah, 100. Oh, I'm Roman, sure too. And, but and, need, and Super Roman doing it. So, but, but you need people. You need people. No, I, I, I honestly think it'll way. I don't think beat him. But if, but you, you gotta, you gotta go the other way with it too. Like who, who else could stand up to him? Sheamus is a guy that could potentially stand up to him. You got to get to WrestleMania. There, there's how many pay per views between now and then. So you know that you're gonna have to do something with him. So you got. But, but did Sheamus come off as like a heel? Did he come off as a heel though? To you? I didn't think he came off as a heel in this promo at all. Yeah, no. he very much came off to me as like that generic babyface. Like, oh, I'm here to whip the roster back in shape because you know back in my yeah. day, and he got rid of the a bunch of pussies. Oh yeah, and he got rid of the mohawk. He was back to he's, spiky he's back to, to to spiky flat top looking. Yeah, like the beaker yeah. beaker Sheamus. <laughs> oh my god i want someone if you listen to this and you have any like editing ability at all i want you to take that promo cut the audio out and just put beaker's voice through the entire thing <laughs> and tweet it to us right. please yep, i beg of you live, at live your gimmick that's live without the e your gimmick live all like right, live so, morgan um, yeah live like live morgan Speaking of which, she needs to come back. She's fucking hot. I miss little. <laughs> anyway, um, Elias. I was surprised Elias is back in probably in more of a babyface role too. Oh, good lord! I'm sorry. I know Dana was in that and everything, but that that was a horrible segment. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah, guys, it wasn't great. It's it, it, it not her like her fault or anything like that. His his just... song his song was decent, but Drake like the whole thing with Drake. But at least she brought up the fact that he's married because at first I was like, are they even going to touch on that? <laughs> yeah. Right, like I was so confused. I'm like, I get that the whole thing, like his gimmick was him choosing the 24-7 championship over his wife, but like right. now they're going to be like ignoring the fact that he has a wife so he can try to bang Dana Brooke. I'm very confused. Right, right. And I like how Corey Graves, uh, if you if you caught it like right at the end of it, mentioned something about oh he's gonna have to go through Batista if he wants a piece or something like yeah. that. He he made a he made a comment about it. I thought that was funny. Yeah, Corey Graves, the last person needs to be making 
comments. You know what, though? Here's the thing. Here we go. I'm glad you brought that up. I meant to put that in the uh, the, the hot thing. I totally forgot about that. Here we go. Thank thank you for thank you for this. Okay, uh, obviously, like okay, I get more. More Ronaldo is a great commentator. He he does a fantastic job, but the dude does suffer from mental health, and there are points in times where he does need a break. Okay, I get that Corey Graves said what he said, and people came to Moran's 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 Moro's defense, <laughs> but. At the same time, this all the, this shit came out a long time ago too with JBL. Oh, JBL was bullying him, so he needed time off. And then when when he finally had his time to like decompress and come back, he said, "Look, JBL had nothing to do with me needing time off. It just uh, sometimes I get to the point where I get so overwhelmed that I need to take a break, and that's what happened." So why are we just all of a sudden assuming that Corey Graves is the reason that he? got away from WWE it's, TV it's, 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 because it's probably, it was reported by Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer because they make shit up all the fucking time. Well, no, but he admitted he said it. And he admitted he said what? That he made the comment. He apologized on his podcast for saying that. Oh, I didn't watch it. I didn't listen to his podcast. But yeah, he, apo- he apologized. No, I don't think it has anything to do. I mean, even if he's not the reason that like Morrow needed the time off or whatever, he still don't need to say anything. No, I get that, but he wasn't wrong because that, that was, and that's the other thing. Like, and, and, yeah, you know, but and, he's not. And, and just because, and I, and just because more Ronaldo has mental health does not make him, does not make him immune to criticism. Like, okay, yeah, the, the guy, you know, the guy does have some problems. He's bipolar. I watched his documentary and like I fell in love with the guy. Like, I, I respect the hell out of him for what he's able to do. But at the exact same time, that doesn't make you immune to criticism. Like if you're, you know, if you listen back to the commentary of that show, he does not allow anybody to speak. It's almost like you're listening to an ECW show with Joey Styles. Like there was only one commentator out there and he interrupted them a couple of times. And like, I get that it's his creative process. And I like, I understand that. But at the same time, like Corey's right. There are two other people there that can definitely add to the show. Now, should he be making comments about it? No, I mean, really that's not his place. And he probably was sitting back with a few beers watching the show and, you know, somebody tweeted something and he made a comment on it. Like I get it. But at the same time though, like it's just, it's stupid to me how people just jump down somebody's throat because honestly, he was he was right. He was one hundred percent right. Whether he should have said it or not is irrelevant. He was one hundred percent right. Hmm. So nobody wants to jump down that rabbit hole with me. All right, cool. That's no, fine. no, we're good. We don't, we don't need to listen to you uh, suck off Corey Grace for another twenty minutes. No, oh, it, it's it's not about that. Like I, I agree that he shouldn't have said like that, but at the same time. I, I just I don't know. I just think it's I think it's ridiculous that people like over like, oh, you shouldn't be saying that about him. Like he's more Ronaldo is a big fucking boy. He can he can t- I, I'm sure he can take it. You know what I mean? Like I get that he has problems with being bipolar. I understand that. But that doesn't mean that he he's not immune to criticism or he's he can't take some criticism here and there. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's it's just it's funny to me how people I don't know. People just piss me off in general because those are the same people that will make fun of somebody else, but then 
pretend like you know they're above they're above it when it happens to somebody else. It just it just annoys the shit out of me. But I I'm I'm done with it. I'm over it. So anything else on SmackDown that stood out to anybody? No, I want to I want to hear Mike uh, comment about it. the oh, situation. No, I, you don't you don't have to get into that. no argument with Jason or anything. Okay, here I'll be mediator. I just want to hear what your opinion. Is. I mean, I honestly, like, I I look at it this way. Corey Graves, he's not in any position where he needs to be opening his mouth. Like, he's not the best commentator in the world. He's absolutely great at what he does, especially when, you know, his partner in crime was Michael Cole. Um, so comparing, you know, him to a pile of shit was made him look like, you know, the golden child. But at the end of the day, like, there, there's certain, there's time and place for things. And, like, if someone clearly has a hard time and they have to take time off here and there mind your own fucking business put your nose back in your show focus on on your job you're not in charge you're not you know there to judge your coworkers. yeah i get it it's his way of making himself relevant on twitter um and making his smart remarks because he gets engagement that way but at the end of the day like i just i don't know yeah i he may talk a lot and he talks over his, his you know partners on on XT and stuff and yeah but that's a discussion that Triple H needs to have with him not not some asshole who you know makes smart remarks on Twitter and is basically a, a glorified fan who also gets to commentate on uh, a weekly basis okay well said your opinion is your own I respect it I'll leave it alone <laughs> No, and, and you're right. I mean, I, I totally, I actually agree with you. you should should address with him if, it, if it's a problem, especially if it's something that Beth and, and Nigel, you know, if they're having an issue with it, that is something that should be addressed that way. You're right. It should have been handled in a more professional manner. I just, I just get annoyed with how people just jump down everybody for one little comment that they make or something like that. And just, they blow it up and make it out to be such a bigger deal than what it really is. And that uh, just, uh, I guess. With, oh yeah, like the, uh, the bullshit of like rumor mill and stuff. That'd be like, oh, Jamie yeah. Apple and City leave and that and stuff. I agree with you there. Like that's a, a crock of shit. But yeah. like at the same time, if you're gonna criticize someone else, you gotta be prepared to fucking eat the shit sandwich too. Like it's. it's well, not I, I guess the thing, and people do criticize the shit out of. You know, it's it's just I don't know. All right, so we can move on. Uh, anyway, so Kevin really didn't have a history lesson prepared as he admitted earlier in the show, but I thought since this is our last show for a while and I'm hopefully some people are still listening since, you know, we've run off the werewolves like probably a thousand fucking times tonight, uh, beyond. (laughs) So, so so I just want to, I want to interrupt you. So are we not going to talk about Survivor Series or Takeover at all? Oh shit. I guess we should, shouldn't we? Because that was, uh, (laughs) considering, you know, we haven't had a podcast since those aired. God, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Okay, it was a All week right, ago. Yeah, let's, let's 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 talk about them. So there was there was a big build up, and Mike and I kind of gave our predictions for Survivor Series. Kevin, you weren't unfortunately able to make the show last episode, but uh, we kind of talked like about what our predictions would be and stuff like that. So, and you and I watched Survivor Series together, and I think we both enjoyed it. But let's start with Takeover. What's uh, what, what are your guys' reactions there? Right. I guess I'll go first. Uh, Takeover was great. <laughs> I, I fucking loved it. Like the both of the the War Games matches were incredible. Um, I mean, the the surprise that Kevin Owens was the the fourth man 
on that team. Huge like, pop from the crowd too. That was yeah, great. that was that was absolutely fantastic. Um, the finish to the women's match where like she handcuffed herself to Shayna and then put her in the submission hold and all that. Like, oh, that was absolutely and that, fantastic. And that, that's yeah. what I said to Jason. I was sitting there like watching it by myself, and as soon as she handcuffed her, I'm like, Rhea's gonna take those handcuffs and she's gonna handcuff herself to Shayna. And it's gonna be on. Like I just had that feeling that spot was coming, and then when it happened, I like, I fucking like I'm sitting in the hotel room, like <laughs> or my family's asleep, and I'm sitting in the hotel room watching on my phone. I'm like jumping out, <laughs> jumping up and down on my chair for that women for that women's match. Like that might be like my favorite like war games match. I don't. I dare say ever, and I'm talking about like WCW one too. Yeah, yeah. Because more than anything, like the men's was not spot fest, but the men's was I think Jason, you and I were talking about like, okay, everybody get your shit in type thing. Yeah. Pops. But like the women's one told such a good story. Like everything that happened and then it being two on four. Like it was such a good story. And you just like that that heel turn. Like, oh my god, I was yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah. That was just, brutal too, man. That attack was one of the most brutal attacks I can remember. Oh, yeah. Like, just and absolutely it, relentless. And like, you know, not not to get back on Morrow or anything like that, but the, I know he was going crazy at that point. But like, yeah. That really helped out too with the attack. Like, how yeah. he, like he just, it's, it's like he had, like, in his voice... Like he was like almost like in tears, like what the hell are you doing right now? So yeah, yeah that was and um, Tegan, and Tegan Knox too, man. She she really really sold that as well. Oh yeah, I mean she uh-huh. was great. Like I mean you felt for her, like you, you could feel her pain and and the way that she was reacting to to what was happening and and Dakota Kai just man took on a completely different level. I mean, that was the heel turn Bailey needed to have. Like that was just right? like, oh, complete yeah. brutal. Just, I mean, yeah. I mean, she she took what Bailey did to the Bailey buddies and turned it completely on its head and said, ha, "Hold my beer." Yeah, <laughs> she's like, oh, you, can, "You can beat some some fake inflatable people. Let me just ram this cage on this this chick's leg for five yeah, minutes. Let, can let you come dest- talk to me? Let me destroy my best friend's surgically repaired knee." <laughs> yeah, I just, I just know that like, I, I haven't for the longest time when watching like any match or whatever, like, gotten like giddy for a match. Does that make sense? Like you're sitting there, you're like, oh, oh, you know, just like that. It, it almost brings you back to that younger fan, and and like that match did it for me. Like some yeah. of those spots, I was just like, like when she handcuffed, um. Rhea Ripley handcuffed herself to Baszler, and then they just started. Even the spot was uh, Bianca Blair when she was whipping Candice LeRae yeah. with her tail. I was like, "Holy shit!" I mean, it just it was fucking phenomenal. And then when she picked her up and like slammed her through the chairs at the end to finish it, mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy shit!" That was that was awesome. Is it me or all the all the War Games matches finish in that one corner? That like top left hand uh-huh. corner. It seems like yeah, every single did, one. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. It, seemed, yeah. It, it seemed like last year. That's where they finished as well. And 
because I felt I felt like they finished with a big spot where Ricochet like jumped off the cage or something like that, but then Cole kind of flipped over and ended up on top of him, and it was it was done in that corner too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Weird, weird little tidbit, but I thought that was kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, so that match, both War Games matches were great, and and sprinkled in between that, you had the number one contenders match, which Pete Dunne won, which I thought was was a really good match. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Then you then you had the uh, the the Finn Balor and and um, and uh, Matt Riddle match, which was was a good match. So I we missing one in there? Is that it? Was it just the four uh, matches? I, I think it was just four. Yeah. 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 I think it was just those. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, takeover for me was was the highlight of the weekend for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A plus. Definitely. So then moving on to Survivor Series, which I'll be. I mean, it, it's you know longer, of course, and of course you got that more. You'll be honest, what, Jason? Like we, you left us in suspense, and then you just came back with nothing. What I cut uh, out again? Oh, oh yeah, you uh, cut out for a good like five geez. seconds. All right, <laughs> well, you guys talk. You guys talk about Survivor Series then. What do you think about that? <laughs> oh my god! I, I thought it was really good. Like, yeah, I mean, NXT was, sold, sold the show. Oh yeah. Honestly. And I mean, uh, there was a hundred reason, hundred percent of reason behind why NXT stole the show, yeah. um, and that's it's clearly because they want to get as many eyes on that as possible, so they can continue to surpass <laughs> AEW. Like, I, I I was shocked that they ended up winning the night until it hit me like, oh, that's right, this makes sense because it gets people to be like, oh, that person's cool, oh, that person's cool, mm-hmm. maybe I'll tune in on Wednesday now, and okay, like so- this makes so much more sense now. So here's yeah. an unpopular opinion. I, I think that would have happened regardless if AEW had a show on Wednesday nights or not. If NXT has a show on Wednesday night, it's a new show that they're trying to build up. Regardless as if there if there's competition, I think the same thing would have happened because they would have tried to showcase that show to get more eyes on it. I, I don't think I don't think and I don't think AEW made makes makes that decision. I think it's just the fact that's the newest show and they're trying to establish it. So so, so here's 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 why you're wrong. Um, okay. NXT is only on Wednesdays because AEW is on Wednesdays. They didn't like this. Wasn't something that NXT, they were just doing. To NXT do. has been on Wednesdays since it's. But it wasn't on television. It was on show. the network. There's a it was going to be on television before AEW was a thing. They are already slated to put NXT on USA TV before Dynamite even became a thing. Whatever you say, Jason. All right, whatever. Okay. I'm glad you guys got in an argument before I hated this. <laughs> <laughs> They were talking about putting Ada or NXT on TV when the Fox deal happened, and that was before AEW had a show lined up. Like, this yeah, they've been, been talking the about it, but time. like, just because you're talking about it, doesn't mean like, oh, we're gonna still keep it on Wednesday nights. It could, for all we know, it was originally slated to take over SmackDown's Tuesday night, and but then AEW announced that they were gonna be on Wednesdays, and suddenly NXT's like, oh, we're gonna stay on Wednesdays, but we're gonna be on USA. Yeah, you're like. You're, you're, you just totally Dave Meltzered that, so congratulations. <laughs> I don't know if I Dave Mel- if I Dave Meltzered it, I would have said that Cody Rhodes drove over to Vince's house, shit on his porch with a uh, note saying we're gonna be on Wednesdays, and then Vince called up Triple H to come put it out, uh, and then was like, "I watch you on USA on Wednesdays to fuck him over for shitting on my porch." Yeah. That's a Dave Meltzer uh, quote right there for you. Okay. And it wouldn't be and it wouldn't be worth a damn unless it took place in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God! 
but yeah, SmackDown I thought was pretty good. So we, yeah, the only thing is, I, I don't like the match place or not SmackDown Survivor Series. I was say, we're still talking about <laughs> yeah, so I was like, man, yeah, did you just rewind us like twenty minutes? <laughs> when I disconnected, we rewound. Um, no, I, I, my only problem with with wait Survivor a second, wait a second, wait a second, is that your rewind? <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> so my only problem is like a Furby that's dying. <laughs> I guarantee you, nobody is listening to the show. Uh, oh yeah, if they're still listening, they they really need to get a life. Like oh, the, the, we're an hour and a half in, and we've just been rambling about face fucking and banana hammocks and Batista dick and and oh, AEW being the reason the NXT is on Wednesday. And oh my god, oh man, I didn't take my headphones off. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> So anyway, my, my, my biggest problem with Survivor Series was, was the match placement. I was not a big fan of the fact like I, I the women's match I should not have gone last. The men's Survivor Series match I think should have been last or one of the title Sexist. matches should have been last. Yeah, Cole the, and Dunn should have been last. Yeah, Cole and yeah. Dunn should have been last. You're right. But yeah, the women's triple threat match, I don't know if it was like a clash of styles or I mean, I, I get that it had the best story built into it. But it just on paper it seemed like it'd be great, but actually done in practice. Unless they had somebody coming out like a like Ronda Rousey or somebody interfering with it or some some sort of like I don't know. It, it just didn't make sense that that went on last, especially when you saw the product actually being put out. Like, because honestly, that was probably one of the worst matches on the entire card. And that's the problem too is that like unless you are a hardcore fan of like NXT, like. I know they've been showcasing her a little bit, but a lot of people maybe aren't used to like Shan. They're not used to Shannon Baszler like matches, or you know what I mean. So like, yeah, you've seen her like in promos and attacks and stuff. If you only watch Raw or SmackDown, but if you never watch NXT, you know what I mean. Like, so maybe that could have. I don't know. The, the crowd was just pretty like done at that point, and it wasn't even that long of a show, honestly. Yeah. So, I think they were just so spent because so much had happened. I mean, especially yeah. when you have NXT in the mix, like it gets them a lot more excited than it normally would if it was just like a normal pay per view. I feel yeah. like, yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of glad that they're not running a takeover Royal Rumble weekend because they're just going to let Royal Rumble stand on its own. They're doing a takeover, I think, sometime in February. That's just going to be a standalone takeover. I think. I think at this point, NXT has gotten so big that it is almost too much to have an NXT show followed by a WWE show the next night. I, I think they need to start breaking them up a little bit more just because it, it's, I think you run that risk of just like wearing people out because like, you know, you had the great buildup to that weekend. I mean, it was, it was a fantastic buildup. You had some of the best SmackDown and raw shows that they've had in a long time building up to this pay-per-view. And then you get to the, the pay-per-views and then you got such an emotional, roller coaster of an nxt takeover followed by a really good survivor series but i almost feel like nxt is overshadowing the main product almost too much that especially because they are part of survivor series they there needed to be more of a buffer in it and i can see back-to-back nights and i can see now you're gonna have a couple nxt matches like on wrestlemania you know yeah, I mean? oh, 100%. Yeah, if I mean, even, you may not, have, may not be shocked with the you, 20 you know, hours of WrestleMania that we have, and you know, there's going to be a huge NXT influence in the Royal Rumble matches, too. You know, both the men's oh, yeah, and if, if they don't do 10, 10, and 10, I'll be shocked. Yeah, yeah, 
So that's what I'm uh, saying. I'm, I'm glad that they're they're spacing out that takeover because I, I think the Royal Rumble just needs to stand by itself. I think I, I think it'll be more enjoyable, and you won't come away from it feeling so like almost exhausted. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I felt I felt almost exhausted after watching all that wrestling. <laughs> you know, you got Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. <laughs> so. I mean, it's it's unprecedented. It's great for the business, and I and I love it. You know, as, as being such a huge fan that I am. But man, it's like it, it takes a lot out of you to like dedicate that many hours to watching wrestling. Well, the, I mean, well, the, the fact that like now, even when there isn't pay per views going on like that, it's still a lot of wrestling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hence our podcast. I mean, right? <laughs> I I agree to an extent. Um, my only disagreement is like NXT. You get like what six ish takeovers a year so it's not like you get one every month you usually get one like every other every three months so like i don't think it's gonna oversaturate nxt i think it's just like you mentioned more so exhausting of like okay i've got takeover i've got smackdown then takeover then the pay-per-view like the royal rumble and especially with how big it's always right before the big ones like survivor series SummerSlam, royal rumble WrestleMania, like that, the takeovers always are right there alongside the biggest pay per views of the year. It's not like it's going alongside TLC. Um, no, yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. And it, and, it, and my problem it has nothing to do with saturation. It, it's just more, like I said, it's it's just exhausting. It's just so much wrestling to take in in a, in a short period of time. And I just feel like spacing it out a little bit. I think will be good. Would be good, but. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. Like, and and I don't think they're they run the risk of over, oversaturating it at all. It just it just seems like it almost just seems like uh, I think sometimes and th- th- this and I I guess I I guess I, I the main roster shows or the 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 main show let, let let's take let's take Survivor Series for instance. Survivor Series I thought was a really good show. But I feel like I would have liked it better had Takeover not been so damn good, and I think it's almost a little unfair to expect that the Survivor Series could go out and be amazing when Takeover was already so emotionally drained. <clears throat> so it's almost like when you have like a really really good wrestling match, and then you you follow it up with what you think will be a good match without a buffer in between, and the crowd just can't get nearly as hyped for it. I feel like that you know, even as the crowd, they were just kind of like exhausted from man. You had takeover the next night, and because they're running it in the exact same arena, so you know the majority of the people going to these shows are the same freaking people. You know what I mean? So it's like I just feel like there's like it's almost a little deflating for the show on Sunday night because the show on Saturday night is so damn good. Here's your solution: switch them. Do the pay per views on uh, Saturday and NXT Takeover on Sunday. Well, Boom. Yeah. Problem there you solved. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But I and you know and if like I feel like that could even be worse though too for NXT because I feel like that could be a, that a show from WWE could overshadow their show. But I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> All right, never mind. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. Anybody else have anything they want to say about Survivor Series before we before we wrap up? Um, I mean, we can talk about Charlotte taking a a, a load to the face from the Hakaki Warriors. <laughs> oh, not as much as she took the next night, though. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> the next night she was she was fucking drenched. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, Charlotte was a was a hot mess after that. I mean, it was all down her cleavage and everything. Like, poor poor Charlotte, and it was still in her hair the next night too. Like that was crazy because <laughs> they they made a point that like she showed that was still in her hair. Like, you washed it right? I mean, doesn't that stuff wash out? <laughs> you would assume so. You would think that food coloring would wash out, but apparently it doesn't. Yeah, I guess I like dyed her hair a little bit, but I guess she does have like this bleach blonde hair, so maybe. I don't know. Were Rick's hair was Rick's hair ever still bloody the next day? I, who knows, I don't right? think so. But he probably would have spent like five thousand dollars to get it shampooed. So right, you know, she just snuggled up with Andrade, and he probably painted her face white. Who knows? Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, <laughs> we need we Jesus. need to wrap this up. <laughs> we do need to wrap this up. So, oh, man. <laughs> no history lesson tonight other than uh, I, I just want to go back and let's talk about some of our favorite moments from the show from the past, like, uh, what, 20, 27 episodes leading up to I thought you were going to say 20 years. No. 23 <laughs> weeks. <laughs> the 27 episodes leading up to this one. What, 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 what stood out to you guys? What have been some of your favorite moments? Oh, man. Uh, the award show where I awarded you my favorite uh, botch. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Uh, Mike's first live and worldwide. He... Yeah, live and worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, fruit roll up championship. Yeah, was, that was, was first... that was that was Mike's first episode, and he immediately called the universal title the fruit roll up championship, yeah. and Kevin and I lost our damn minds. <laughs> and there is the, the Chuck E. Cheese token title. Yeah. And then the, the Cheeto dust. Uh, the Cheeto oh, dust. Yeah. Nobody pisses so, that wide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, a little backstory on that because we, we mentioned it a few times. So if you're still listening to this, if you didn't listen to some of our early episodes, you can go back and find it. But uh, Mike was talking about Trish Stratus when she appeared on WWE TV for the build for, I think, was it SummerSlam? When she uh, it was, yeah, it was it was some was, stupid yeah. match that didn't need to happen. So she she was <laughs> she was there for the build for SummerSlam, and she was looking particularly orangish tan. And, and Mike was like, "Did she take a shower in Cheeto dust?" And you know, we, we kind of thought that was funny. And um, Mike turned it into a T-shirt design, and we posted it for um, our other media junkie members. And for whatever reason, one of the guys named Jamar thought it looked like a golden shower which we were kind of confused by that, but that's what he thought. And then Kevin, uh, the next episode, went into a long rant about how there's no way it could be a golden shower because nobody pisses that wide. And I was trying to close out the show while he was just continuing this rant, and it was, it was pretty I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I mentioned something about, like, like whose dick hole is that wide? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like... <laughs> That, that, that honestly may be one of my favorite moments of the show. Yeah, I, I'd say that honestly is probably the highlight moment of the show. Was, like, was like that, we were just so. like we're going right into the closing. And he's just like, I, I still I don't get it. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> whose dick hole is that wide? Like, no one can piss that wide. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that would be from our uh, from one of our August episodes, late August, early September. So go back and check um, that out. Any, anything anything talking about Xavier Woods, Brad Maddox, or Paige? Yes. Oh, I think I was coming up with that t-shirt was probably one of the better moments of the episode. As well. Oh, that, that was. They're um, on the same page. 
I did go buy that t-shirt, by the way, and you can also buy that t-shirt on tpublic.com. It's our Woods Maddox 2020 t-shirt. So you got Woods and Maddox in, in blue, in patriotic blue. Then you got, they're on the same page in the <laughs> in the, the red half of it. And then, of course, it is fully endorsed by the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> it's page spell P-A-I. G. Right. Yes. If you, if you <laughs> because they were on there. The, the same page. <laughs> yes. So I will be rocking that shirt as soon as it comes in the mail from tpublic.com. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that one. So it's going to be fun for you to explain to your family on the holidays. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, like, wife, oh, my wife will who, get it. Who's that running knows, for, uh, for office? Yeah. My wife will get it because she knows the story, but I'm going to try not to wear it around my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Especially my daughter who watches wrestling and she knows who Woods and she knows who Paige is. She doesn't know who Maddox is though because she st- she started watching after he was already long gone. But I mean, the entire thing that... at least gave him his best like promo he ever cut. That's true. That the is funny true. thing is when that all went down, Jason texted me, and I think you te- the first thing you texted me was a picture of Brad Maddox, and in the back it said like Brad Maddox Hall of Fame 2018 inductee. Yeah, <laughs> and, the, and I'm like, why is he sending this to me? And then he sent me the the link or whatever to watch. I was of like, course oh, he did. That's, that's why. I'm like, I seem to remember you sending me the actual pictures to first. So don't, don't 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 knock on me sending you, the link. <laughs> you hey, you asked. That's not my fault. Oh my gosh. Mike Mike keeps me up to date when all those leaks leaks happen. He's like, "Hey, did you see Charlotte?" <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I brought up Charlotte is because like it was it was like looking at one of those like wonky eyed like the, the glasses <laughs> with the eyes that like go in different directions. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I also uh, another moment that I love too is the the cold soup from a couple episodes back. Like that was. Oh uh, yeah. That's that was a great, a great analogy uh, for our hot analogy that segment. we beat to death. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had some fun moments on the show, though. So you go back and listen to oh, in the the next few weeks while we're off. That's another great moment. Is Jason's constant cutting, uh, right? <laughs> is it happening again? You're just throwing a little little uh, digital. You haven't quite uh, cut out yet. Then I just leave and come back, and hopefully I can get through the closing part of the show. <laughs> Um, the multiple girl, times girl of, what was the it happened in a few episodes, but there was the one time where like Jason, you either really messed up the intro or outro bad or something. I think it was one of the outros. I mean, that was the first like ten episodes. What are you talking about? No, there was no. It, it was something uh, when we first started. He started talking about our uh, Twitter handle. And like, oh, God. oh yeah, and he couldn't get it right, and then it was because he fucked that up. Was and he the old, put that the was wrong the old thing in, handle. yeah. And then he realized that he could change it the entire time after he started the hashtag "fuck your Twitter." <laughs> but I just, I just remember it was one of our first episodes. I just remember us like laughing as the show closed out, and like yeah. another ten minutes off the air. Like <laughs> the funny thing is, in all these episodes we've done, so like half the stuff that we've talked like off the air, I wish we were recording for yeah. sometimes yeah. too. Yeah. So Yeah, we should we should bring Craig in a little early and just let it roll. <laughs> Another great moment that, you know, I know is still in the archives or whatever, we we tried to do the watch along 
for one of the takeovers. Oh my god! Oh, and then yeah. it like magically didn't record because that, you know, but it, that, for whatever reason, they decided it was a good idea since someone decided to be super racist against the Asian girl. I was not <laughs> super racist. Oh. <laughs> What he said is she'd be back in ten minutes. <laughs> he said she'd be she'd be back in, in ten minutes. No, that's not what I said. Or something like that. I can't remember. It was, it was something real racist Io though. Eo Shirai was in a headlock, and I said she will break out of the hold in ten minutes. <laughs> Does it make it any better? No, it doesn't at all. It but he was so better that he defended himself. Going to bury me. At least get the line right. Okay, it was two in the morning. We were Kevin was snoring. Kevin was snoring while we were just going back and forth with Johnny, Johnny two tap and Johnny no hands and Mike and I came up with ten thousand nicknames for Johnny Gargano during this during this thing and it was literally just and that that's the whole reason I never posted it because we didn't even get any, the best stuff that was on the show because of the right. fucking <laughs> like no, Kevin's but... asleep and me and you're just going back and forth with like <laughs> stupid fucking nicknames for Johnny Gargano and the best part is that was the that was the goal that part of that episode <laughs> like, yeah that's how bar, low the bar is I think you're gonna talk about like instead of me just like saying hey guys I'll be back or muting I'm just go upstairs to my fridge. Please <laughs> <laughs> hear opens doors, everything rattles. You have the ice machine. Water. Oh my yes. god. Uh-huh. Yeah. We are we are so professional at this, it's not even funny. Oh Jesus. So and, all right. Yeah, well, people for whatever reason listen to us. I don't get it. I know. I I I love it. And hopefully we can grow our audience and get even more people to listen. But we do need to take a little bit of a break. So hopefully you guys don't uh don't hate us too bad for taking a taking a couple of weeks off, but it's gonna be much needed and we can come back even stronger and even better on the on the back end of it. So and I'll keep working on my intros. I th- I think you'll agree, Mike. My intro that tonight was really good. I it carried over from Fanboy Fight Club, so it did, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I killed it on Fanboy Fight Club. You, you did. You killed it on Fanboy Fight Club. That was the most impressive uh, Fanboy Fight Club you've ever had. Yeah. Uh, but I, I didn't realize that you uh, brought that energy with you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Right. Well, hey, if anybody is still listening, I want to thank you first and foremost. Uh, we appreciate you sticking with us for this long. I know it's been kind of a kind of a crazy all over the place show, but you know, it just goes to show that we do need a break. So we're going to be off until right around the Royal Rumble time. We will be back right with you. Uh, until then, you can check out anything that Media Junkie has to offer on our Instagram and Twitter at Media Junkie Vids. Or our Twitter will still be popping. Uh, you can check us out at Liv Your Gimmick. That's live your gimmick on instagram and twitter hopefully kevin can start making that how-to video of how to create a uh um, championship oh my god you need to make the creepy banana hammock there you go i I knew you're gonna say that i could just buy the mask on on his on w.com buy a banana hammock and just tape it to it and there you go you're done (laughs) see i see i wouldn't i couldn't do that i think i would actually make and like try to hand hand make the mask part of it which i think i could do hmm. and then but i mean that one would take me a while like i've been, yeah. I've, I've been working on it since as i have i've made the wwe title i made the nxt blueberry title so <laughs> that way i had all three well you just gotta you just gotta start recording yourself making these so we can post on youtube 
Yeah, I think I'm actually what I'm gonna do is I might try to post more as I make them, and yeah, like basically any of the ones that I'm gonna post are like not for sale, but maybe hopefully somebody out there would maybe want to buy one. I don't know why, but <laughs> yeah, you never know. And I mean, you know, it's the same people who've been sitting with us for for two hours listening to us. So I mean, right. What else are they gonna do if they're money? Um, yeah, but they do take a little while to make. So, right. Um, and I am pretty like, I mean, I've I've done a couple of them where I've started them and, and I was like nearly nearly finished with them and I just like started completely over because didn't like it. I didn't like it and I wanted to be perfect. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah, as I was saying, you can check us out at Live Your Gimmick. And then uh, if, you, if you miss the sound of our voices a whole lot, uh, Kevin and I did talk about maybe doing a couple of different uh, kind of quirky bonus episodes we might post on here. And then uh, and also you can always catch Mike and I on the Fanboy Fight Club podcast that post bi-weekly. So I'll still be still be a part of that one because it doesn't require nearly as much as my of my time. And you can check out all the information for that at FBFC Podcast. And check out everything we have on YouTube at youtube.com slash media junkie. And go on tpublic.com and buy Mike's t-shirts, damn it. God damn it, yeah. I need to fucking get some money. Go spend it. <laughs> and I, I still my offer still stands. If you buy a Bukaki Warriors t-shirt, I will buy you another t-shirt but just the first person it has to be the first person to buy it and post on twitter <laughs> that they have it I, I the offer does not stand out to anybody that buys it anymore the first person to buy bukaki warriors t-shirt and post us a twitter a picture on twitter at live your gimmick i will buy you it, a shirt you, of you have to be wearing it in the picture it can't just be like a picture of it laying on right. your bed like exactly. your ass has to be in it yes. so we have proof to hold it against you in 20 years when we get sued for calling them the Bukaki Warriors or scrutinized or something, yeah, like, or if, like, or if you wearing like the shirt, if you are religious and you go to church, if you wear it to church, then Jason will buy you another wait, shirt on top. Wait, hold of on, oh my God. If, no, if, if, no. if you <laughs> stop, stop, stop spending if, my if, money, if, if you wear the Bukaki Warriors T-shirt with nothing, no, no shirt covering it to church. <laughs> I will buy you two T-shirts. There you go. Yeah. Okay, but we so have to have for me and two for like Mike. picture evidence. Yes, video video evidence. Walking into church with it. Tweet it at Live Your Gimmick. All right. You'll, you'll get, you'll get, I'll I, even get you free shipping if you take a selfie with the the preacher. Yeah, and and also and also, you pick any championship title that's your favorite, and I will make a video of me making it. <laughs> and send it to you. <laughs> no, I didn't say anything else. I just said I'll make a video of me making it. Yeah, so you, you get to watch him enjoy it. <laughs> All right. So if if you happen to make it to the end of this episode, please subscribe to our it. channel. If 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 you know we haven't offended you too badly, uh, please share us with your friends, especially friends that you hate, and uh, you know make sure that you leave us a great review on Apple. At least a five star review. You can write in the comments whatever you want, but just click the five stars. That's all we ask. So thank everybody. Jason will buy you five t shirts for every star you give us and for every rude comment you put about him being a funny spark. Why would you, with friends you hate, remember to be a fan and always live your gimmick? Goodbye, everybody. M O U S E. We'll